Welcome to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. My name is Brandon Adams, lifestyle entrepreneur and inventor, passionate about helping others with creating something great and becoming unforgettable. Each week we discuss helpful tips on becoming a successful entrepreneur and interview other entrepreneurs and inspirational people. Our goal is to help take your business and lifestyle to the next level. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brandon T. Adams, and in today's show, we go back when Sterling and I were in Vegas. This was another recording that we did, and I just stumbled upon this, and I thought, you know what, this is a good one to do right now with timing and everything going on, because I tell my story about where I got started and where it all led up to today, but I tell some other things that I've never told before on this podcast. And I really think the things that I talk about can really relate to you in your life and show you how you can actually achieve your goals. I mean, it comes down to how bad do you want it? How how bad do you want to go after your dream? Do you really have what it takes? And it, it comes down to you. You are your biggest enemy. And you got to figure out what it is you need to do to achieve your dreams. And at the end, Sterling gives me a lot of questions, and these questions reveal a lot of great content that if you're a young entrepreneur that's looking for any kind of advice, this is the advice you need for being able to take your business to the next level, and not only that, to figure out what it is you want to do in life. So I highly suggest today's show. It's a a great show. It's about an hour long, and it's, it's well worth the listen. Now, I got some big things in the works right now. I don't know if you listened to the previous episodes, but I am putting on a Young Entrepreneur event. We are doing a crowdfunding campaign in November. We have well over a dozen entrepreneurs already on board in this, and then we're going to have a huge event. We intend to have 10,000 people at it, and this will be in 2016. But I am looking for ambassadors, interns, and people willing to be a part of the team for this. There's a lot of benefits including one being, if you're in the Des Moines area, we are filming a professional video. We've got a film crew coming in here next Saturday, the 29th in Des Moines, to film this video, which will be used for the crowdfunding campaign and many other materials that we use for marketing, but you will get a copy of it. If you want to be a part of it and I see that you're the right person for it, send me an email, brandon at brandontadams.com, and let me know why you think you would be a good person to be in this video and why you think you could contribute something to this crowdfunding campaign and this event that we're going to put on. It's going to be huge. So any young entrepreneur there that's looking to take a next step in life and really get a lot of experience and be next side me and a lot of other awesome entrepreneurs, then send me an email. You can be a part of it. So I'm excited for that. It's going to be a lot of fun, and you wait and see. There's so much to come with it. So now let's jump in today's show with Sterling interviewing me in the car ride to Las Vegas. And you'll get to hear everything about me, my life, and how I've got to where I am today. So let's get started. (laughs) 
Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. My name is Sterling Griffin, and today for our Thursday interview, I am going to be interviewing your host, yeah, Brandon you little, T. Adams. Got a little change. I, I kind of like this being on their side of the mic. It's a, it's a different feeling. Yeah, we're gonna grill you today, Brandon. We're, it's so not you're gonna, gonna go rapid easy fire on me. I, I'm kind of, I don't know if I can handle this. What kind of questions you're gonna ask me? Because I told you to ask anything. Now. Keep in mind, everybody, Sterling is a faithful listener of the podcast, and he's listened to my episodes, and I told him to ask me anything. Ask me what you think the audience would want to hear. So he's going to interview me, and I don't know what he's going to ask, and I don't know what I'm going to say. It's going to be interesting. But you know what? I'm going to tell you everything. Whatever you need to know, you have an hour to rapid fire at me. All right, well, first of all, before we get into it, where, what are we doing right now, Brandon? Uh, what are we doing? We are driving to Las Vegas. We're going to Vegas, and it's funny. I was here, drove by here three weeks ago when I drove out to L.A., drove out, and I didn't even need to stop. I just drove right by. So now we're actually going to Vegas. We're going to be there for three days, and I'm going on TV Monday, and then we're coming back. So... Next couple days, I don't know. What are we going to do in Vegas? I don't gamble. You don't gamble. What What else do you do in Vegas? Well, we could always get married, you know. That's what people do in well, Vegas. I, I don't think I'm going to get married anytime soon. Unless I'm marrying my business because I'm already married to that. And married to the University of Young Entrepreneurs because that's my true passion and love. But yeah, we'll have fun. I, and I'm pretty sure... Well, well, I mean, if we get married there, it's not like it's permanent. You know, like it's Vegas. It, it doesn't really count. It's Vegas. What happens in Vegas, Vegas stays in Vegas. And we'll have to, what we'll do, Sterling, is we'll have to take pictures from our weekend and then put this on the podcast show so everybody listening can actually see uh, some of our experiences. Because as you know, I always like to do podcasts while I'm traveling and bring you along with my journey and show you either mountains, beaches, or in this case, Las Vegas. The diamond in the desert, as they call it. Yeah. All right, so, Brand, as we're driving here, and we just got this beautiful view of the desert, I it makes me just think of new beginnings. And so I'm just curious, you know, I'll start you off with a little softball here. Tell us a little bit about your story, how you grew up, and really, what led you into doing the work that you're doing now? Well, let's. you want to start her off the beginning. So I grew up, I grew up in a small town in northeast Iowa. 750 people think about that most people out there listening you probably had a graduating class that was more than 750 people and that was my town small town Garnerville, Iowa and I grew up in a packaged ice business my dad was an entrepreneur himself and by the way I want to do a podcast show with him in the future so we can talk about his success but he tried a lot of different things in life until he actually he hit one that made it big, and it was a packaged ice business that I bought out. It's called Adams Ice Service. In 1986, he started doing that. I was born in 1989, and my whole life, I grew up working in a family business, so I always got to see the ins and outs of running a business, the good and the bad, the stress, I mean, the good times making lots of money, times not making money, and just everything very thankful for learning from my father and seeing what it's like to be in that position. So I grew up in that business. When I was a kid, you know, it's funny, at a speaking event I went to, they say when you're talking about your story, you got to tell 
the true story. You gotta tell your ugly self. Well, I never used to be able to do this because I was kind of ashamed. Everybody has their story where they were the unpopular kid or whatever it was. Well, when I was a kid, I I was a chunky kid and I had a speech impediment. I couldn't speak very well. Most of you wouldn't notice that now because I speak everywhere. Probably sometimes I speak too much, <laughs> Sterling, but as I'm doing now, but no, I couldn't speak. And I had, I was embarrassed because I had to go to a, a speech therapist with other people that couldn't speak as well and learn. I remember crying to my parents like, why do I gotta go? I don't wanna go. And I was different, so it made me different from the crowd. I wasn't very smart either, and I was just that odd kid that people made fun of. And one day, I, I just knew, I always knew, certainly, that I was gonna be a great salesman. I was gonna be something great, and I, I, I loved being in sales, and I knew that if I wanted to be great, I needed to be a great speaker. So what I did is, actually, I would sit in front of a mirror for hours at a time, and I would practice speaking. I would speak in front of a mirror and perfect how I would speak. Well, needless to say, I ended up becoming a great speaker and perfected my language. And, well, sometimes I, I don't say the best language, but I became a great speaker. And from there, I mean, things kept developing me as a person. And then I was big into sales. I would do all kinds of fundraisers when I was a kid. I did... I was that kid that sold popcorn wherever I went. I mean, picture me. This guy, the Boy Scout motto is prepare for your success. Going around and making boats that float and making cars that go faster than everybody else and selling popcorn. I sold the most popcorn there was and I won everything there was. And then I did St. Jude's Bike-a-thon. That's my early learning of fundraising. And who would have thought that I was gonna become one of the top fundraisers around and I would win a bike every single year from raising money. And that's, I mean, kind of my beginning. And then going into high school, it turned, my fundraising turned more into sports. I was an athlete. Uh, some might not have thought so in basketball. I did all sports. I did basketball. I did track. I golfed. I lifted weights a lot. I had some school records. And then I went into football and I became obsessed. I wasn't the most talented, but I was the most willing to work harder than anybody else. And, you know, any young entrepreneur out there, you can relate to this. So, sports, I believe, is a great foundation for learning how to commit to something and working your butt off to be great at something. And it shows you that if you work your butt off, you can actually be great at something. And we did this. I mean, I played football, I ended up being the captain of the team. And we had some years where we did really good. We had some years we did bad. But what I really learned from it is, it's just, if you take the time and the hard work and put it into something, whether it's a sport or whatever it is, you eventually will see success. So from there, I went to college. And now, Sterling, this is a part of my life that you went to college, This right? is where it drops off, huh? <laughs> this is where things go bad. <laughs> this uh, this is where it went downhill. This is where the Titanic crashes. This huh? is where the Titanic, and this is why this is a story I have to tell. Because if I don't tell this story, then I mean, it's you're not... like Superman so far, Brandon. Yeah, like, you know, man, this is a story that I tell because you know, if people don't hear this, they think, well, that guy is really smart, or he did this. No, I'm no smart guy. 
You're going to learn I'm no smart guy. When I went to college, I lived in a dorm with my cousin, and we had a lot of fun. We partied. I did that transition from going into being in high school and living at home to getting freedom and going to college. Wow. Talk about a journey. And I partied every night. I didn't study because I didn't really think I needed to. High school was pretty easy for me. College, I realized that you had to study and you had to go to class, which I didn't do. And basically, my junior or my uh, freshman year of college consisted of sex, drugs, alcohol, and getting in a lot of trouble and fighting. And it led to me, my end of my first semester, I got a 1.68 GPA. Yeah, that's right, 1.6A. I did not say wow. that wrong, that 1.6A. So I I didn't do good. I mean, I did so bad, I failed a couple classes. I even had a professor, and I'll never forget this to this day. He said to me, and I quote, I did bad on this test, and I was always good at persuading things and trying to get a passing grade. And what I did is I got so bad of a grade on this econ class. I was never good at econ. What happened is, <laughs> I think I got like 10 right out of 40, something like that. Oh, wow. That's 25%. And, <laughs> and the professor said, Brandon, do you realize there are studies that are done that monkeys, they have studies where monkeys pick at random, chimpanzees, and the score that you got on your exam, the chimpanzee would have got better than you did. So, Wow. So I thought to myself, you could have just told me I failed. You didn't have to give me the whole monkey story and say they're smarter than me. But anyways, no, I I, I did Your really bad. professor bet. said you were dumber than a monkey. That's based, that is exactly what he said. I will never forget this to this day. So I thought about that, and my grades are bad, and academic probation, that time they were about to kick me out of the dorm. And they actually did uh, five days before school is out for other reasons. But so... I said to myself, Brandon, do you want to basically go down the path you're doing or do you want to change and try to actually get your college degree? So I changed and for the better part anyways and kept going to college. I didn't drink so much. I went to my class and then every semester after that, I got a 3.0 and above. And, you know, I learned a lot from that. I learned that you have to obviously work for something and you got to take college seriously. But my life didn't really change until my junior year. My junior year of college, and they always say your junior year, senior year, you figure out what you want to do most. And it wasn't, it wasn't really the material that made me learn that. You know, anybody listening that goes to college, I have my own views. I mean, I believe there's more real life things out there that you can learn yourself. And I believe, I really do, that in the years to come, entrepreneurs that figure out they're gonna be entrepreneurs in life, they're not going to go to college. They're probably, what they're going to do is they're going to invest in themselves in their own weekend classes or different events, and that's going to be their education because look at the the rates right now. People are graduating from college. I think I saw the other day 53% of people that graduate from college are not finding jobs. They wow. they do their four-year degree, and they, they go out, and they can't find a job. But now, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, now, Sterling, we're entrepreneurs, but... There's going to be more, I believe there's going to be more subcontractors, entrepreneurs that create more value for people and they create their own positions where they make money. 
that may be controversial to many people out there, but that's my belief. I have a four-year degree, but I'm just saying for in the future, that's where I kind of see it being. So where I was going with that is I met somebody. I met a guy at a presentation. I was doing an extra credit project for speech comp class. And it was a guy by the name of Cactus Jack Behringer, a famous inventor, entrepreneur. He's been on Shark Tank. He made a deal with Mark Cuban, or not Mark Cuban, I'm sorry, with Barbara Corkin and Kevin Harrington. He's invented million dollar products. He's been on QVC. He's he was a superstar in his day, and he spoke. I remember I, I went up front, and I uh, I was there early. I actually talked to him right before he, he went on because we were talking about hunting. We were both. He was from Atlantic, Iowa, hometown of the girl I was dating at the time, and I was from Northeast Iowa, and we talked about deer hunting. But he had his product, the Body Jack, and during the presentation, he used me as an example. So I went up front and did the Body Jack. But afterwards, when he was all done, I was inspired by what he said. And he uh, that was when I first really realized the true thing of connections, making relationships with people. I waited till the very end, and I offered to take his stuff back to his vehicle. I helped him, and I walked with him. And I gave him my card, and I said, I'd love to meet again sometime and chat. Well, I ended up sending him an email, and he, he led me onto a book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Now, amazing book. Amazing book, Sterling. I mean, you've read it, haven't you? Yeah. And I've read it multiple times, and I mean, I, I talk about this book all the time, but I, I just got to say, that book changed my life. That book changed how I look at things, and I, I no longer thought small. I thought really big. I thought in terms of how I'm going to make the world a better place and make an impact on this earth. And the book did everything. So I did it so that the actions in that book, I, I read and I understood. It was like I was waiting for my time to figure out what it was I was going to do. And then that following summer, it was uh, the summer before my senior year of college, I was working in the family ice business. I was delivering ice. I was on a route. I was in Ferryville, Wisconsin. That's a town, and it was a hot day. I was soaked. It sounds like a, a board game, like it, the name of a it, board Ferryville. game. Ferryville, and there's a lot of funny names in, uh, in Wisconsin. It's funny because most of the small towns in Wisconsin, they have two bars. I mean, they may have five houses total, and two of them will be bars. <laughs> that, that's how it is. But I was, I was delivering ice in Wisconsin, and it was so hot, and I was soaking sweat. Like, I felt like I... I just jumped in a pool with all my clothes on. That's how bad it was. And I wanted a drink. So I, I went in the store, bottled drink, bought a drink, went outside, I had a drink of it, sat down, I got in the truck, I drove away. Ten minutes later, and at this time I don't think my truck had air conditioning. It was a sauna. Soaking sweat. I'm sure you all have had that feeling. And I went taking air drink of my drink and my bottled beverage, and it was warm. And I don't know about you, but I don't like warm beverages. I, I hate it. I always have to have ice or something in my drink. And it frustrated me. And I had had that problem before. And, you know, I could put ice cubes in, but that's time consuming. It, it doesn't fit in very well. And it's inconvenient. And I thought, you know what? What about a product that would fit inside this bottled beverage? And not only cool it longer, keep it cold longer and fit inside, but maybe you could flavor your drink or be creative with it. And that day I came up with an idea called the Arctic Stick. And 
you know, after that day, I didn't think much more of it until fast forward to my senior year. And I was at college and I saw an opportunity to take this class with a guy by the name of Kevin Kimley. He had an Econ 334 Ag Entrepreneurship class. I'm totally out of my field. I am not, by no means am I an agriculture guy coming from Iowa. I was the only business guy there. But in this class, we had the opportunity to come up with our own business concept and spend the whole semester working on it, building a business plan, pitching it throughout the class, and developing it into an idea. And at the end, we had a chance to win a prize. It was 500 bucks. So I saw my opportunity to develop this idea of the Arctic Stick, and that's what I did. I I developed it and I became obsessed. Have wow. you, I mean, Sterling, have you ever become so obsessed with something you can't stop thinking about it? Yeah, pizza often. I pizza, have pizza. Well, you know, I used to have that obsession for pizza too. And in college, that's all we ate. It didn't work out on <laughs> the day my mom said, Brandon, you probably should go work out more. And I thought, wow, thanks, mom. I'm going to cut out my wow. pizza. Wow, when mom says it, <laughs> you know that you're behind. But, but no, I, I became the obsession. Yes. I became obsessed with this idea. And I wanted to create it. And I remember telling my dad, and it was like in January, and we had uh, we were swapping vehicles or something. And I remember sitting in this pickup truck, and I had this drawing on a piece of paper. It said Arctic Stick, and it showed this pointy object that looked like a bullet, and showed where you put liquid inside, and cooling bottle beverages one stick at a time, and all these other writings doodles I had. I'm like, Dad, I have this great idea. It's an awesome idea. He's like, that's pretty cool. And he didn't think much of it, but I'm like, I want to go forward with this. And I ended up doing that. And what I did is literally 30 hours a week, I spent working on this project, calling people, asking how to create uh, molds to produce something like this, uh, just looking at packaging, marketing. I had some of my marketing friends uh, that actually put together mock-ups of what the packaging would look like and just every connection I used and I, I I was so and this is funny I look back on this now anybody out there I was so obsessed with this idea and talked about it all the time that everybody knew me as the Arctic Stick guy your Arctic Stick guy and when you think about something when something's on your mind what do you do you actually go after it so a good example somebody gives me when you have like a car let's say a truck and you think about a truck you think about what it has and you're always talking about that truck well eventually you think about it so much you want to you actually go buy it so you right. figure out how to get the money to buy it it's no different for like my idea I thought about a time I wanted to come up with how I was going to put my ideas into something where it actually became a tangible product so that's what I did and needless to say I went in through the competition I won it and uh, wow. I, I gave my pitch and I, I won 500 bucks and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go forward with this. It was 2012, I just graduated from college, got my degree, a major in business management, a minor in entrepreneurship, and I had this product called the Arctic Stick. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I wanna go forward. And then the journey began. Wow, um, it was something, you know? I look back, and we all can look back on our life. I look back three years ago, and my life has changed so much. And I look back two months ago, and my life has changed so much. 
it's like exponential. You see like technology, it advances so much quicker as time goes on. When you get to a certain part of your success, the first foundation that you build is the hardest, but as you keep getting success, it comes quicker and quicker and easier and easier. It's like they say, the first million's the hardest. It's so true. So I graduated from high school. I went into the fam or college, I mean, went into family business. And what I did is I sold ice the whole summer and I started working developing the Arctic Stick idea. And at that time, I was even selling real estate to help pay for Arctic Stick. And let me go back a second. The first 10,000 that I had to raise for my idea, I first went to my dad and said, hey dad, I have this great idea. Will you, will you please, I need 20 grand. All excited, he laughed at me and said, son, if you're gonna do it, you're gonna figure it out how to get it on your own. So I went to family, friends, and fools. I had a poster board <laughs> and a picture drawing stick figure that didn't look very good, but it said Arctic Stick. And they saw my passion. And I raised $10,000 from, I don't know, 10, 12 people total. So 10,000 total in six weeks. And it was a payback loan, so I paid back to this day, and that got me started. You know, I always say, people come to me, they say, the number one problem I found out in product development is this, lack of funding and lack of knowledge. Well, lack of funding, here's the thing. If you want something bad enough, you will figure out how to get it, and I did. I found a way to get 10 grand. So if you want it bad enough, you'll figure out how to get the funding. And for knowledge, you'll learn. So how I got my knowledge is, remember back in the story where Jack... Behringer was the guy that led me on to think and grow rich. Well, I called him up and I knew he was an expert. And I said, hey, Jack, here's my idea. And he thought it was pretty cool. He said, I can help you do this and this is what we can do with it. And well, he became uh, my consultant, my mentor, and he helped me. And that was the best decision I've ever made in my life. And that point right there, just that one person which led me to many other contacts it just it's important I just can't emphasize enough your connections that you make your relationships will completely change your life this guy I saw an opportunity with him and I had seen that he was on Shark Tank and he knew Kevin Harrington and all these people and I knew that if I went and had him take me under his wing that he would show me the ropes and teach me how to become great and he taught me and I I soaked it all up. I didn't listen all the time, but I did soak a lot of it up. And it set me up for something great. I mean, great. So now, the first great of it, I mean, what he had helped me do, is he got me on a pilot run of a TV show. And it was August 1st, 2012, three months after I graduated college. And he called me up and said, hey Brandon, I was on ice route. Brandon, I have an opening to come on this pilot run of the TV show. We're putting the show together called America's Got Money. It's kind of like Shark Tank, but in a way with crowdfunding involved where you raise money for your idea. He's like, would you like to come on? And without even thinking about it, I mean, you know opportunities. I said, yes. Yeah, I'll definitely go on. He said, okay, it's in a week. You got to have a pitch ready and you got to have a prototype and this and that. <laughs> After I got off the phone, I was so excited, but then you know what? I was kind of like nervous. I'm like shit what what do I do now I don't have a pitch I don't have a prototype what do I do well as an entrepreneur you figure out ways you don't always have you'll tell people you can do something and you'll figure it out later well that's what I did so I <laughs> for my prototype back in the day was cigar tubes I bought a hundred 
dollars worth of cigars and spray painted them and drilled holes in them and made them look blue and it looked like an arctic stick and then for my pitch I practiced it non-stop family friends made mistakes I even went to the local banker and pitched it to them and got it all down I went on to America's Got Money I pitched my five minute pitch on top of my head I'd memorize the whole thing by heart and it was not like memorization it was like it was a part of me and I gave a great pitch and we did it we videotaped it and you know what it was the best one there out of all the people and that day I made an impact on all the people in that room which they all became part of my mastermind group one was a guy by the name of Noah McNeely he is the CEO and founder of Slingshot Product Development Group another one was Tana Gertz she is she was on the apprentice with Donald Trump and she was the runner-up and she's been on uh, Fear Factor she's been on infomercials and now she's actually running the campaign in Iowa for Donald Trump and then I met some other people that I would kept in contact with well the show never got taken on and what happened from there is uh, it was just experience I mean it was a great basically part for my resume if you may put it I mean I don't like the word resume because I think of a job but it was something to show for experience so from there I had to develop my idea so I continued going through the process and I won't go into details because I mean I could talk on that forever but we had to develop this idea and if anybody out there anything about product development sir have you ever developed a product Sterling not myself not yet do you have any idea what it consists of well, I'm sure it involves uh, rubbing sticks together, and uh, <laughs> it, it it's something like that. It's it's a yeah. bit more late night runs to In and Out, probably. It's a bit harder than Shark Tank. Oh, okay. It's a bit harder than Shark Tank because Shark Tank is TV. <laughs> but no, it, it's uh, on average it takes from concept that you come up with your head to on the market it takes three to five years, and it costs anywhere from seventy five thousand to a quarter of a million dollars. To develop your idea and get it to a tangible product before you even make any money okay it's not easy people think oh you invent this idea and you're gonna go license it and you're gonna make millions well that doesn't happen very often it's very hard so I luckily had a great team on board who we did prototypes it took us like five prototypes before we even had this idea developed in this tangible product which it was just amazing to see it come to life it's like I can only imagine. I've never had kids, <laughs> but when a kid grows up, you get to see him develop. Well, my kid was an Arctic stick, and it developed into this idea and reality. And people saw that I was never going to give up, and they tried to take me down and say, "Why don't you just give up? You tried. It's all right. It's not going to work." They didn't. They didn't see the vision I saw. Like an entrepreneur out there, and I've heard this many times. You know, anybody out there with an idea. Nobody will ever see the idea like you see it because you see it in a whole different level, a whole different way. And you you see something great that others don't spot. So like me, I spotted something great that I knew could make it. And eventually people saw that. So I, I went through, kept developing the idea. And during this time, there was kind of like a little break in my life. And this part of my life is what big part of what I talk about in this podcast show. So I, I worked in the corporate world for a while. I was a manager at an ice company, Arctic Glacier Ice, 
And what I did is I managed drivers, I hired people, I traveled across uh, Iowa, did special events, and it was a, a rough job. And while doing this, I'd originally done this to get more experience to learn, but also at one time what I thought was, what I wanted to do is build up the ladder towards the CEO where I could actually sell the Arctic stick to this company. So there was, talk about dedication, I took this company to get more experience and knowledge and also build a relationship. Now that's commitment. So I did that and I jumped the ladder. I went from uh, managing 3D distribution centers to managing, it was eight DCs in a matter of five months. I it was not that many people, like 40 people I managed. and. I had a lot of op, like a lot of responsibility, you know. It's funny because like half the people that I employed were double my age, a young punk, twenty-two year old kid, and it was different. But it was it really made me grow up quick. It really made me grow up. And but while doing this, keep in mind I was developing Arctic Stick, selling real estate in the weekends to help fund Arctic Stick, and then I was also working in the family business. Wow, all this in one. Wow. So back in another episode where I said mistakes to never make <laughs> outsource some of the things you do and don't try to do it all yourself or you will have what I had so I know I didn't tell you this full story I've said in episodes before but so I was working a lot and I got to the point and this is a part of I, I really think this needs to be said so I was working so much and you know entrepreneurs we all say we have a little ADD well I have ADD somewhat but like I believe that I thought Adderall was a drug that was going to help me become more engaged and focus more. So what do I do? Like most people do, I go to the doctor and ask for a prescription for Adderall. I got Adderall. And everybody can have different views on this. And some people really do need Adderall because they they completely can't even focus. I mean, a clock could be ticking and they're going to look at that clock or bird could be chirping. <laughs> That's how bad it is. I felt like that. But I took Adderall to focus, and it did make me help focus, but also what it did is I wasn't hungry all the time, and it made me, like, my mind was, like, always going. Well, needless to say, I got in the trap of working nonstop, and I would look, and holy crap, I'd look, it's like, wow, it's been 12 hours, and I've been working. I would sleep four hours a night, every night. I would have 120-hour weeks, up to 120 hours. You do the math, and that is insane. That's... I, Yes, that's possible. It's 168 hours in a week, too. Man. Do the math. Exactly. So I was what I was doing is I'd wake up at 4 in the morning, 4 or 5 o'clock, going to work, and then sometimes not going to bed till midnight. I was just doing a lot of work. Well, I realized that I, everybody called me, you're a machine, you're a machine. I realized your body is a machine. you got to take care of it. If you don't, it's going to end bad. Mm. So that happened to me. It was a hot day, July. I think it was July 19th. It was a Friday in July. And I, uh, so I drove this old beat up crap truck, stick shift, ice truck. I was taken to a Polk City event. And oh my God, it was a day from hell. Anybody can relate to a day that nothing goes right. I had about five calls previously. And it was people saying my truck broke down or a customer called and was so pissed at me that something didn't go right and I made a mistake because I had so many things in my mind that I forgot about stuff. And 
Then it was hot and I realized my air conditioner didn't work. It was throwing out hot air, I was sweating, and then my secretary called me, like everything was going wrong. My dad called me, a truck broke down, and I was like beyond, like I was just gonna have it. I was put my hands down and give up. Like I thought, what am I gonna do? You're pushing against the wall and there's no getting out of it. So I was driving and then all of a sudden I felt really weird. I felt, I felt like sick, like I was gonna pass out. I'm like, I've never had that feeling. So I pulled over and literally I put it in park and as soon as I did, my body completely took over. I, it's hard to explain. So basically what happened is my hands locked up completely. I locked up and I couldn't move. I started hyperventilating. My heart started beating on my chest. I was screaming and like hyperventilating, crying. And keep in mind, I didn't know what was going on. And what happened is the fact that I didn't know what was going on, I think my body went in shock because of it. And this went on for about 10 minutes. <laughs> no ambulance came. <laughs> Nobody saw me. I was on the side of the road, blinkers on, kicking my foot out, trying to get help. And I couldn't use my hands because they were locked, completely locked. And it was freaking me out. I thought I was going to die. I thought I was dying. And then, luckily, I had an earpiece in. And it was my secretary called. And I had the thing ring and I <laughs> hit my head on the wheel because that's the only way to make it work. I couldn't use my hands. And my secretary said, Brandon, where are you? Where are you? Well, I, I screaming. I couldn't even out. I said, highway, highway, highway. And then finally, she was talking on the phone with me and it's getting worse and worse. And like, when you get really pain, like pain that's so bad, like you feel like you're gonna pass out. And to me, I thought I was gonna die. But you know, I said, and this is where I say life is too short not to do what you love. And I hope this really gets you to do something. I sat in that truck and I said to my secretary, I said, Sandy, tell my dad I love him. If, if I don't live, tell my dad I love him. Wow. And you know, they say when you're thinking about you're close to death or whatever it is, you think about who you love the most and who mean the most, and it's always been my dad. Everything I did was because of my dad. Arctic Stick, my the ice business, like he is my everything. And yeah, so I mean that's what I thought of. And luckily I didn't die. I lived. <laughs> the ambulance came, they pulled me out of the vehicle, put me into uh put me into the ambulance and they asked me questions and I was still locked up and slowly like I was coming back to life and it was like I was what's going on and <laughs> this is where you're gonna think I'm a dumbass I I had my worker was there he had uh, saw the ambulance and the truck so we came in and he was like the person that uh, could take me and like we need to take you to the hospital I saw my uh, blood pressure. <laughs> like, should have seen his face. He's like, "Holy shit, we need to take you to the hospital. <laughs> Something's wrong with you, kid." And uh, I said, "No, give me a second. I'm breathing." And I slowly come back to life and take control and act normal. Because in my mind, I'm like, "I don't want to go to the hospital." For one, I didn't want to spend the money. They're not going to do anything for me. And two, I want to go back to work because that's what was in my mind. I had things to do. So I, I told him, "This guy will take me to the hospital. Don't worry about it." We walked to the truck, got in, and I said, I ain't going to the damn hospital. Take me to get some water. I'm going back to work. 
Now, I don't advise to ever do that. That was the stupidest thing I ever did, go looking back on it. But I went back to work that day, and I worked till midnight. And I got into the warehouse, and I was in the office by myself, thinking about my life, and realized, Brandon, what the fuck are you doing with your life? What, what are you doing? I mean, you just had a life experience today, and you have nobody to talk to. I mean, I... I looked at my phone and I'm like, who am I going to call? At that time, I had no girlfriend. My friends didn't talk to me anymore because all I did was work. I was so driven to conquer the world and become this millionaire. And my family, I mean, I had nobody. And that is a feeling like you're so poor. I could have been a billionaire at that moment. And I would have been the poorest man in the world because I had nothing, nobody. So I sat in that warehouse and thought, what are you doing? You're going to be maybe the richest guy in the grave. You're not happy with your life. And I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that moment. I'll never. And so from there, I mean, I didn't learn my lesson. It wasn't until about two months later, I got a call from my dad. And uh, he said, Brandon, Lee was killed in an accident. And I said, what? What did you say? And I thought it was a joke. I mean, that's not a funny joke. If somebody calls you up and says, your friend was killed. I'm like, what? Yeah, Lee was killed in an accident. And I hung up. And I called my mom. And I said, my first, no, actually, I called Lee. I called him. No answer, no answer. I called my mom and I said, mom, what's, what's going on? What's going on? I said, Brandon, I'm sorry. Your friend was killed last night. My friend was 21 years old, and he, I mean, anybody 21 years old shouldn't deserve to be killed, you know? And he, uh, he got hit by a semi, and he, he was, I mean, he was dead on the spot. But besides the point, the point was, I mean, he was dead, and so many things go through your mind, and it's like, okay, you blame yourself, like, I mean, there's no reason to blame yourself. I thought, what, what, why, why him? And I thought to myself, because I always, all them long hours, I would wake up in the ditch. I once woke up in the ditch, I about rolled the truck because I was driving to different workplaces. I fell asleep so many times. I always said, I, everybody thought I was gonna die on the road. And it was him. And I thought, why him, why? I didn't understand it. And you know, talk about the Adderall I was taking at the time. That really messed my head because I was taking Adderall and then I was drinking heavily and I had a friend that was dead and like my emotions were so messed up I didn't know where I was at or what I was doing it was a weird place and anybody out there I mean we've lost loved ones you you can relate if you lost somebody close you're in this weird place so I was and I realized Brandon you know you're working you got a friend that dies and like your true passion is Arctic stick and what are you doing you know life is too short to not go after your dreams life is too short not to go follow through with what you want life is too short not to do that because you could die tomorrow you could get hit by a truck 
You could die instantly. You could lose a friend. I mean, it's a fragile life and we take it for granted. And I, I that's, I mean, I tell that on my show at the end of every show. I, I don't just say, go out there, create something great, become unforgettable, his life's too short not to. I say it because there's a whole meaning behind it. There's a story. It's real shit. So, what I did is two months late. Two months later, I went and I quit my job at corporate. I drove all the way to Omaha, and I said, "You know what? I'm leaving the company. I'm going to pursue my dream." Arctic sick. They looked at me like an idiot, and I was so motivated to do it. I left and I never looked back. I bought up my dad's company that same year. I did a competition with Tana Gertz, a friend at the beginning from the America's Got Money. Statewide competition, 300 people applied, 50 competed. I said I was going to win the whole thing. I wanted to get my name out there for Arctic Stick. I wanted to win the 5,000 bucks, and I wanted to became, become known throughout the state of Iowa. That's what I did. I won every single part of the competition, every task. I won on TV. I did commercials. I got in the newspaper. I created this movement, this belief. People believed in me, and they saw that anything is possible this inspiration and these say I want it all the last task of the competition I showed more of what it is anything's possible I raised thirty three thousand seven hundred sixty six dollars and forty two cents for a nonprofit in 12 days and I went through even pain doing this I slept in my truck I slept outside 10 degree weather to raise money I rained until I dropped literally I couldn't walk I did all this and I proved to people that anything's possible in life and at that point, I realized that, you know what, anything is possible. I don't care who you are, what disadvantage you are in, whatever it is in life, if you want it so bad, you fucking get it. You go after it. Because why not? You know, why would you listen to other people and have them hold you back? Why not go for what you love? And that's what I did. And I realized that's what I was going to do. Wow. So, Brandon, I mean, you've given us a lot there, and I think story holds a lot of lessons on its own about determination and never giving up and you know taking tragedy and even just something as simple as seeing a tragedy from a positive perspective and how it affected your life in the future I, I think that's amazing so why don't we get into a couple of questions that people have for you um, just to, to know a little yeah. bit more about you maybe how far are we in how far experience. are we in right now um, about 42 minutes in. Wow, why, I went on a rant there, didn't I? You did. I mean, this is important, though. I mean, if people just need to have this podcast be your story. So th this is, this is, and this is another part before you get into questions. Okay. This is a part I need to emphasize on. Failure. So failure, I love failure. I love it. I never used to think I'd love it, but failure is so good for you. So I won that competition. I was on cloud nine. I thought I was invincible. I was the man. Everybody knew me and I was going to conquer the world. Well, I wanted to start this product development company. I was passionate about products and I was going to bring Arctic Sick to market and I was going to start this product development company and help others like me. I jumped forward without even thinking. Like, I literally jumped forward. I signed for an apartment in Des Moines. I looked at an office space for this company. I invested like five grand and all this stuff. And I went for it. And this is where I realized that you, you can't become a millionaire overnight. And 
just because you feel like you're on cloud nine and invincible doesn't mean that you're gonna build this big company overnight. I went to Des Moines, got there, it was in June, and what happened is I realized that it wasn't gonna be the right decision for me and it wasn't the right move. It just this gut feeling. And part of me it's like, wow Brandon, you when you say you're gonna do something, you're gonna do it and you make a commitment. And I told everybody in the world about it. Took pictures. I mean, I literally had the office plans for my seat, my pictures, everything. And, and at the time, my girlfriend was going to be my assistant. And I even had her. She left her job. She left her job to come with me. She believed in me. And I took her to Des Moines. How do you think I felt when I realized it wasn't going to be the right thing? And then we had to start over. And I... It was a failure, but it was a learning experience. So I, I didn't go after the company. I was in Des Moines. I had an apartment to pay for. I had no job there for that. So the ice business, no job. My girlfriend had no job. I'm, I'm, and she's, I, like, I love her for this because she believed in me. And I thought, I just let down so many people. Let them down. I failed. I fucking failed. I, so what I, what I learned from this is failure lets you figure out that you're not invincible it lets you realize that you're human and you realize that you can learn so much from it because if you never fall you're never going to know what it's like to fall and then when you do fall someday after being on cloud nine you might not get back up so you gotta fail so i made a pivot i'm like i'm not gonna sit around and cry about this I made a pivot i said i'm going for arctic stick i had done lots of research and crowdfunding so I put together a crowdfunding campaign and I raised money and we did a 31 day campaign in 31 days we raised $26,421 I had backers in 25 states 10 different countries I got national media attention got a USA Today went Shark Tank casting call they got me publicity on the front page of the newspapers I got on TV I got on radio I blew up and I was in cloud nine again and that's where crowdfunding came into my story. But then what happened is, again, we had paid for the tooling. We made this product. Things didn't go right again. And the tooling, basically what happened is, long story short, it didn't work. I was a one in a million chance of something going wrong. And something went wrong. And I had this $25,000 piece of tooling that produced a product that didn't work. So I had to raise extra money. I modeled. I started modeling, I did acting, I just did whatever I could to raise money. Honestly, I just did everything. And then I realized that I was great at inspiring people and helping people. And I wanted to help more people. And I had saw Lewis Howes, what he did with his podcast. I'm like, you know what? I can do that with my podcast. I can start a podcast and do that. I can be like him. So I started a podcast. And what did I do? February 19th, I, February 9th, I think, or 19th. I started a podcast. Two months later, I got named top 50 new business podcasts in the country. I inspired people, and then I started classes, started teaching people. BrandonTAdams.com became a university, a movement. And then, what do you know? Now, in the summer, I landed on the cover of Inventor's Digest. I'm getting on TV every week, and I became the voice for the young entrepreneurs there that can't speak. And the reason why I did that is because I want to help others so they don't have to go through the bullshit that I had to deal with and help them become great too because that's what it's all about. And that is my story. Now you can rapid fire on me. All right, Brandon. Well, we're going to get into a few questions that I think people really need to know. 
whatever stage of their journey that they're in, they're going to want your answers to these questions. Okay, so one thing I want to start with is you mentioned Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. This is just a basic question. What are some other books that you'd recommend to just someone that really wants to improve the quality of their life and wants to be able to um, start a business or maybe create some ideas for themselves in a business? Well, a good book right now and I, and I didn't audience I just want to let you know I didn't prep them on any of these questions that I have listed no yeah, that's good no so a good one right now uh, you can get on pre-order on Amazon keys to the crowd unlocking the power crowdfunding the author is Brandon T. Adams myself shameless plug Brandon <laughs> but no a good book it talks about crowdfunding I got another book coming out uh, they told me I couldn't should it wouldn't how I did lessons learned by a young entrepreneur shows you how you can too and that'll come out in the fall them are books that inspired me to write but for books out there, I mean, Think and Go Rich is the number one book. I always say, why? Because this guy studied every successful entrepreneur in his era. I mean, Carnegie, Edison, all these people that made millions and billions. Like, they becomes, they built this country. He studied them for 50 years. And what it turns out to be is everybody, everything, how they became successful, it came down to the same principles. And he teaches them principles to you. And I follow them principles every day. So that book is a great book, and I suggest it to anybody. And you know what? If you can't afford the book, <laughs> you can afford it. But you know what? I'll give you the book. You call me up, and I'll send you that book because that'll be the best gift I could ever give you. I gave it to my friends for Christmas. I gave it to my girlfriend. I have gave it to everybody who changed their life. That book. Yeah, I think you can get it digitally on Amazon for 99 cents. You can get cents, it on digitally, so. and you can download an app, actually, that has the videos of actually Napoleon Hill back in the day. I have these. There's like 10 of them, and they're like 8, 10-minute videos where he talks, and it's wow. amazing, this man. He's so, so good. So really, there's no excuse for anyone there's to not no have excuse. this book and read it, especially if you're an entrepreneur. Besides that book, some new, some new ones. Um, another one is Power of Habit. Don't know the author, but Power of Habit. Charles Duhigg. Charles Duhigg. Yeah, and he it really teaches you the power of habit, how you got to keep a consistent habit, and you become very good when you do something consistently. So like this podcast, uh, six, five months ago when I started, or whatever it was, uh, I wasn't very good at the beginning, became better, but then now I'm at the point where I can do it like in my sleep, just me. So it's like anything. If you do it consistently, you have a pattern, you become better, mentally better. That's another good book. Another one stands out, Steve Jobs, great book tells his life and what it's not really it's the fact that it tells his life it shows from the beginning it shows how he became so great and how he pushed people to do beyond what they th thought was even possible and he made it possible I mean look at the iPhone look at the iPhone you carry this information down in the vice that goes in your pocket I mean that's crazy but he created this people would have thought he's crazy and we all thought he's crazy he was but he created something and nobody thought he could great story another one new one Mastering the Money Game by Tony Robbins. I always say this. It's great for book, for finances. But if you have a chance and you can't listen, you should listen to the 22 hours. If you can't listen to the last hour of that book, it will change your life. It will make you realize what this earth really has its grasp on. It's crazy what our technology is going to blow your mind in the next couple of years. You have no idea. It even scares me. So them are good books. Great. Well, that that's four so far. So, um... Yeah, love those I can tell you like 20. I, I do a lot of books. Yeah, yeah, no, it's great. So here's another question. This is a little bit more uh, entrepreneur-related specifically. What would you say to a person that 
wants to start a business, maybe hasn't even has an idea. They're already at the place where they have an idea, but they just feel like they don't have time. They don't have time. Maybe they have a family already or a full-time job. What do you say to a person like that? That's bullshit. I mean, <laughs> that's bullshit. You don't have time. You mu- you don't want it n- bad enough. I mean, it, people. It's like people say they don't have money, and I see them, and they got their their Starbucks coffee. They're buying their pack of cigarettes. Well, just give up something, and then add that up, and it costs. That's a lot of money. But time. Like if you want something bad enough, I mean, if you say you don't have time, then you must not want it bad enough. If you want something. The law of attraction, like your your motivation towards it, it'll draw you so much towards it that it'll become reality. So the thing is, if you want it, you make time. You give up certain things that you you have to make sacrifices. If you're not willing to make a sacrifice, then being an entrepreneur isn't meant out to be for you. And I, I feel bad for you in that terms because you got to live beyond your comfort zone. So make time, whether you got to give up a hour of whatever it is, video games or whatever, and just change your habits of what you do and make time for your business because if you love it enough you will you will make time so you talk a lot about kind of finding out what it is that you wanted to do with your life I noticed a lot of pivotal moments in your life that kind of led you to deciding to become an inspiration to others and help them make the most of their lives and really leave an impact in the world how what would you say to someone who really doesn't know what they want to do with their life someone that really just is not sure or they uh, feel like they don't. Maybe they feel like they don't even have anything special to offer you know, others. You know, we all have been there. <clears throat> and but rest assured, there is something here for you. We all have something we're great at, and we don't all know it yet. And I, I mean, I know what I'm great at. I know that I'm great at speaking. I know I'm great at inspiring and being a voice for others. But I know that there's going to be more great things that I'll be great at that I will find out later in life. But now, you got to try different things to figure out what you're great at. I didn't realize everything right away because I didn't try enough things. But after trying a lot of things, you figure out what you enjoy. I mean, you, I realized when I was on America's Got Money and I went and gave my pitch, I realized I really liked to be on TV. I enjoyed it. I loved giving my pitch. It made me like feel like I was on drugs. I mean, seriously, it, it just made me feel great. I was and you've been on drugs. So. It, yeah, I've been on drugs, it, but I was ecstatic. And when you figure out, you try enough things, and eventually, when you get that feeling that it's like, oh my god, I the feeling is like I can't wait until the next time that I do it again. Like when I go on TV, it's like after I get done, I'm I'm like feel like I'm high, and it's like when is the next time I'm gonna go on TV again? When I do a podcast, when's the next time I do a podcast like that? is when you know you like some. So anybody out there, if you don't feel like there's something you're good at, there is, my advice to you is try a lot of different things and eventually you'll figure out what you like the most and, and you'll find out what you don't like and just don't do that. But no, you'll, you'll figure it out and when you get that feeling like I'm expressing to you now, then you know you found something and then you become good at it. I think that's really valuable, trying a lot of new things. Uh, it's made a big difference in my life as I just became an entrepreneur. You know, I, yeah. I I thought about trying lots of different kinds of businesses before I ended up what I'm doing now. But we'll talk about. Me yeah, that, time. Uh, but that's that's worked for you though too. Yeah, I mean, it, look yeah. what it's done for you, and you're doing great because you made that jump, that leap to try new things instead of staying stuck in the. I'm all right with where I'm at and content. 
Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like last night, you know, when we were hanging out. I was hanging out with that girl, and I just went in for the kiss, and, you know, she ended up pulling away, and, and I thought to myself, hey, I'm an entrepreneur, I take risks. You, you got to go for it. It's hey, right. man, you, no matter what it, it is, whether it's a girl it's right. or whatever, you got to take a risk sometimes. Great. So, so let me ask you this. You, you mentioned a lot of failures, and I know some of our listeners right now maybe have dealt with a business failure. A relationship failure, yep. You know, failure in their health. Um, you've experienced some pretty significant failures. What do you say? You mentioned that you love failures because it allows you a yeah. launching off point. But what do you say to some? How would you counsel the person in the failure? You know, it's easy on the outside to say, "Hey, learn something from it." But someone that's really in that failure, how would you counsel them? Maybe if they've lost a business or something like that. Fail fast. Learn quick and make a very quick pivot for change. So if you see something going down a wrong road, don't just keep going down that road. And I mean, there's gonna be a gut feeling and take some kind of feedback from people. Not all feedback, like I said, people always said I couldn't do something. But sometimes you gotta listen and filter out some of the bad stuff and just kinda listen for what they're saying. And like I did, for example, when I did the product development company and I ended up not going forward with it, I knew that it was a failure. It was tough for me, but there was that gut feeling. You got to follow your gut. And I made a pivot. So fail fast on it and learn from that. Use that failure for towards your advantage, like I've done. I mean, I've used my stories of failures is what gets people's attention and allows people to listen to me. So use your failures for an advantage. Make them an advantage. Don't treat them as actual a real failure. Because really, it's like you never have failure. It's just you're getting down and using that to help build. Failure is a stepping stone towards your success. So do that. And like I said, learn quick from it. And don't make that same mistake again. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so just a couple final questions to wrap up here for you, Brandon. Um, my, first, my second to last question is a question that everybody asks you. You're the expert on this. Yeah. How do I get the capital I need for my idea for my business? <laughs> oh well. I know that you got a you got a course coming out. No, about there's this. definitely no. So there's it's funny because I got this other night. And everybody, like I said, number one thing for anything, a business or a, a product, lack of knowledge and lack of funding. So I've been through the process. So I, like I said, I've raised money, family, friends, and fools, 10 grand in six weeks, and I paid it back. And then I've done competitions. You can win money doing that. There's competitions out there. There's never before been more opportunity for people to get money. You just gotta do the work for it. Competitions, I've worked extra jobs. Uh, I've looked into the actual investment route for my product development company. I had investors lined up, and I even had the point where I actually could have got over a half a million dollars and I didn't want to go down that route because I did not want to be somebody's dog at that point but there's that but the new thing now and this is honestly it's making if you have the right keys to do it like the right tips and the right advice crowdfunding and I know maybe sound biased because I wrote a book on it and I have a courses on it and I help people with their crowdfunding campaigns but you know what? Crowdfunding is the number one way to raise money if you don't want to give up equity. You put your idea 
your concept on this platform, on a website. You have pictures, you have content, you put this video together, and you tell people why you want to create this idea. And you tell them if you pledge this money to them, if they give you money, then you'll use that money to create the idea and give them first dibs on the product or whatever it is. But you got to show them why it's so valuable. valuable. And if it is valuable enough, people are going to give you money. And if they don't, then maybe that idea isn't good enough. I mean, like I said, you fail fast. So crowdfunding is really what weeds people out and allows you to get the money you need and you don't even have to give any equity up. So crowdfunding is how that's in this day and age and it's only going to get bigger from here on out for the next five years at least. It's going to hit $500 billion a year by 2020 wow. revenue. And crowdfunding, you have an idea, hey, call me up, I'll help you. Crowdfunding, I'll help you put a campaign together. But you raise the money through crowdfunding and take your idea to the next level. And there's so many other benefits beyond getting the money from crowdfunding. That's great. Well, I hope I hope some of you listeners do reach out to Brandon if that is, you know, your your sticking point right now because there's just so many more resources available to help you than there ever has been in history. Oh so my god. There's it, no excuse to not have There's no excuse. How how bad do you want it? That, that's the missing component. How that's bad do you one. want it? And you know, I love Maybe. helping people. I've been through it, done a campaign. I love helping people. And if you are passionate, I will see it within five minutes of talking to you. I'll know if you want it bad enough. Just like you can see how passionate I am talking. And if you do, I'll help you and I'll help you get the money you need. So that's that's crowdfunding for you. So, Brains, we wrap up here. I, man, I've been really, I've learned a lot from this interview too. And, uh, you know, I'm just your buddy. You are. Here. You're on my buddy. That's trying to trying to glean some wisdom from you. But, but uh, let me just ask you this. Um, you say at the end of every podcast show, I'm just curious about this. You say at the end of every podcast show, create something great, be unforgettable, because life's too not short not to. Yep. What would be your number one, if you could just say one key to becoming unforgettable, what do you think that would be? Just one piece of advice to someone that says, I want to do that, but I don't know how. Well, here's the deal. There's, what, 8 billion people on this earth? 8 billion? <clears throat> Each person, you know, there's not one person on this earth. I mean, we're all different. Everybody's different. We all have our own unique thing. It's amazing how DNA, how it's built up. And everybody has a unique gift, as I said before. But they just don't all use it. And since everybody has a unique gift that's different than everybody else, if they actually use their unique gift, they would stand out to the crowd in a certain way. So... You need to find out what your gift is and then work at it to make it stand out. To, to stand out from the crowd. How I do this to stand out is you make sure everybody knows you when you walk in that room. It's your energy level. It's how confident you are and how driven you are to succeed and how passionate you are about your product. When I go to events, I talk about this all the time. I will make a point to stand out in front of the crowd. I will say my name. Sometimes people might think it's embarrassing what I do, but people will never forget me. You will never forget me. You give me five minutes with you, heck, give me a minute. And you'll never forget my face. And you'll never forget Brandon T. Adams. But what I'm saying is, you all have a gift, and find a way with your gift to make it stand out from the rest. And if you become the best at something, if you become the best, you look at the best people. So for example, Tony Robbins is the best at inspiring people, and he is a very smart man that has influenced many people. He is the best at it, and he stood out. He used his gift. 
you look at another person, Arnold Schwarzenegger, coming to mind because I'm in California, but he was great at lifting, he became a bodybuilder, and then he became an actor, he was driven, and he stood out from the rest. Them are the kind of people, them are the people that you never forget. Another one more is Tim Ferriss, for our body, for our work week, and podcast show he has. He stands out, and he's so unique in his own way. But he found his gift, and he stood out. So my advice to you is find your gift, work at it, focus on it, and find a way to stand out from the rest. Okay, so Brandon, where can people go to find out more about you? Well, you know, because I am so good at standing out in the crowd, you can search Brandon T. Adams on Google and find everything that I do. Just Google search it. Uh, you can search Arctic Stick and you can find everything I do. But if you want to actually go direct to me without just doing some Google searches, go to BrandonTAdams.com. That has everything. I mean, you t- my courses, my speaking, uh, my my podcast. You can get all the notes there, the pictures, everything else. And also, I mean, I'm on social media everywhere. You can find me on social media, on Facebook for Brandon T. Adams, University of Young Entrepreneurs as well. And I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm on all of it. So follow me. I, I guarantee you, you will get a lot of value from it. And also, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. Everybody's looking for free advice. Well, there it is. Listen to me every week. And also, subscribe to my podcast. And I'll give you blogs, podcasts, videos, all this for free every week. And this stuff costs millions of dollars to get. I mean, most people pay millions to get this kind of advice. I just know a lot of successful people and I surround myself with them and I use my connection with them to get the advice to bring it to you. So I do a lot to bring this to you. Take advantage of it and it'll help you take your business and lifestyle to the next level. Thank you very much, Brandon. We appreciate all your advice. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And in the meantime, you know what time it is. Go out there, create something great, become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brandon T. Adams. Have a great day, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today's show. I just want to let you guys know before we go. There's a lot of things coming up, and the one thing I'm focusing on right now is the Young Entrepreneur event. I am gathering people, and I'm spending the next couple months focusing on this, on putting this together. And I need young entrepreneurs who are driven, who want to take their their experience, their lifestyle, they want to take their business to the next level. I have an opportunity for you with this event we're putting on, and there's positions that are open. So please send me an email, brandon at brandontadams.com, and let me know what it is you have to offer to the table and why you think you would be a good component to our team. Because I'm building a mastermind here. This is going to be a huge event, and I'm excited for it. I've been living, dreaming about this, losing sleep for many nights now, and it is finally going to happen. I I feel like I've been building up for this for years. I'm excited to bring people on who are willing to give it their everything and help make this a huge success. So that's it for today, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. And in the meantime, go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brennan T. Adams. 
Have a great day, everybody.